<laughs> this week on the show, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie come on and hear me now greatest movie podcast is the Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast. I am your play by play. Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast. I am your play by play co host, the Big Deck Boski. And I'm his other co host, his wife, the G Ster. That's right. We're going to watch every single movie ever made and decide which movie is the greatest of all time. Today, we are talking killer clowns from outer space. But before we get to that, Last week, the Gster and I discussed Hereditary with our good pal, Chris Bonapani. That was an excellent episode, one of my favorites. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we were happy to have Chris on. So, Chris, thanks again. We love you. Yes, thank Come you. Come back soon. And uh, so please check the episode out and um, any episode in our catalog. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you want to use. Please subscribe and review if you can. It's very helpful for the show. Let us know what you think on social media. Start an argument with us. Agree with us. Give us suggestions. Come find me and kiss me square on the lips. Whatever tickles your pickle. You can find us at the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, Greatest Movie Pod on Instagram, and you can always send us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please tell your stupid friends about us. And as our favorite asshole policeman who never seems to believe us when we tell him that our town is being taken over by murderous alien clowns, always says, well, whoop the goddamn to do! <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a 1988 horror comedy sci-fi film directed by Steven Chiodo. The budget for the film was around $2 million and it's, I guess, unknown as to how much it made. It stars Grant Kramer as Mike Tobacco, Suzanne Snyder as Debbie Stone, and John Allen Nelson as Dave Hansen. Uh, three actors who we've grown to love over the decades. <laughs> Can't say that with a straight face. Um, it has a 6.2 on IMDb. I'm pretty sure it was a 6.1 about a week ago, and it went up one point probably because of my 10 out of 10 that I gave it, because I always <laughs> seem to do that. A 43 on Metacritic and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 76% on the tomato meter and a 60% for the audience score. Uh, let's take a look and see some reviews that I picked up on Rotten Tomatoes. I uh, saw a lot of good ones. And a couple of them here. Here is a Nayla Scargill from Exquisite Terror. An absurd one-gag pony, but these alien clowns look incredible even now. Uh, I have Michelle Kisner from the movie Sleuth. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a fun and occasionally unsettling cult film that is well worth a watch for B-movie enthusiasts or horror, fan or horror fans. Uh, let's take a look at a bad one uh, from Mike Massey uh, with Gone with the Twins. A few more eerie moments could have offset the hokiness. The body count is high, but the gore is too limited. So it sounds like he wanted a bit more fucked up shit 
Okay, um, yeah. Which I'm always down for. I love ridiculous gore. I think it's hilarious. I mean, again, in film, I love, you know... That's true. And especially, like, you know, Sweeney Todd... Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd type, like, Tim Burton, like, spewing blood out of your neck. Like, you know it's phony. You know it's yeah. fake. But it's fun. There was always one... Uh, speaking of Sweeney Tob. Uh, Tim Burton has another film that has some one of my favorite, most ridiculous death scenes, and that's from Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and it was there's a lot of fun ones there, yeah. The one that had his neck completely rotate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just so ridiculous. Like in what world? Does, I know. Does, that's why that movie movie terror and movie deaths and stuff, it's just different. Like, it, it hits different. Yeah. You know, Quentin Tarantino has to defend himself at every angle every time somebody asks him, like, so you love, uh, you know, you love violence on film. And Quentin Tarantino's like, it's not real life. I could, you could do what you want. It's 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 it's, it's make-believe world. Right. You know, and even those are... deaths are, like, completely ridiculous, too. Uh, the deaths, like the blood spraying, Django, look like all the gunshots, the blood, and, and it's just insanity. Yeah. But um, so Rick's report. Uh, let's see. Rick Barrasso says, for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the movie has three things going for it: the title, the design of the clowns, and the fact that it's under ninety minutes. Everything else is bad. <laughs> it's better as a haunted house at Universal Studios than it is a movie. I disagree with this. I think that. Killer Clowns is not a bad movie. I think it's it does everything that it wants to do mm-hmm. very clearly. You can see by some of the hokiness and some of like the um, the stunts that like it's almost meant to be bad because I'm sure you could find other ways to make it look less hokey. Yeah. But they went full hokey for this, I believe. Okay. And, and that's just the way I feel about it. Uh, Gia, if you don't mind putting 30 seconds on the clock. Or on Spotify, picking a song, whatever's easier for you, and I will stumble through a 30-second summary of this movie. All right, we'll do. And in three, two, one, go. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a movie where aliens basically disguised as clowns, or maybe that's how they really look, uh, come to Earth, they take over the town, they kill lots of people, and a few different characters try to stop them. Most of the time they're unsuccessful, but at the end they overcome them. It's very hokey. It's very goofy. It's a lot of fun, too. All right. 22 seconds. Not bad. All right. And uh, so that's that. Uh, Gia, I don't have to ask you if you remember seeing this movie because... Well, actually, you know, you did see it before. I think I showed it to you maybe like 10 years ago or something. Yeah, it's been a while, so I truly didn't remember almost anything. So. And, and, and I think at the time, too, I probably was like... Like I usually do with movies, like... Like that story with gangs in New York and West Side Story, where I was like, "We I gotta show you West Side Story. It's a gang movie." You, I probably should just, have said. You basically, we like, we watched The Warriors, which is very stylized, and I know we did uh, it for another episode, which I loved. I know Rick wasn't a huge fan of The Warriors, but uh, I felt it very truthful to be about gangs. And then you you, you were literally like, "You want to watch another gang movie?" And I was like, "Okay." Should have said lavish musical. Yeah, then I would have been but, the second time we watched. West Side, I fucking loved it. And with this movie, I probably ten years ago, I might have been like, "You want to watch a horror movie?" Probably <laughs> should have been like, "You want to watch a? Do you want to sit down and have fun?" That's what this movie is. It's fun. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's I I personally think there's some creepiness in it at times. I'm not a big fan of clowns at all, and I think the way their mouths move and stuff are to me it's a little bit jarring at times. But I also look at it as this is a lot of fun and it's kind of a goofy B horror movie. Yeah. Mixed with comedy, of course. But, um, 
Yeah, I think I I think I saw like some T-shirts of it one day, and then I saw the DVD cover, and I'm like, what is this movie? I have to check this out, um, and I wasn't disappointed. So let's jump into our top three scenes for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Gia, what is your third favorite scene? Um, so my third favorite scene, and th- this was the other thing that I've noticed about this film, like the whole movie altogether is just it like it's kind of hard to like nitpick tiny scenes because like there's so much ridiculousness happening in this movie that you could literally pick any scene Agreed. and it would work it was actually tough for me to pick my top Same. three because i'm like this is there's a lot of fun stuff in here yeah so this was just i really had to kind of go through again and just like remember the scenes that i felt like i laughed the hardest um and so the number three scene for me was that like little uh clown puppet show that uh, like, yeah. but it, it, like a lot of it had to do with like the kid that was watching his facial expressions. Yeah, were just so over the top. Like, like I think my number one key thing that I love about this film is that it's definitely everything is B rated, if not C rated. It, Passing. It, yeah. Just hilariously like overacted and. Yeah, it's like it's like all movie makers back then, uh, or in general, they're, they're like, here's how people react to circus and clown things. <gasps> Like, nobody reacts that way when they see a clown. And he sees the puppet show and he's just like, oh, man. Like, he, and he does this thing where he, like, doesn't, like, believe what's going on. And he, well, not, like, before they turn into the clowns. But he's just kind of like a, like, kind of, like, goffs at it. Like, turns to the side and then, like, literally, like, uses his hand to, like, get out of here. Kind of, like, just so over the top. And yeah. I, I, I love that. But, like, even what you're seeing in the puppet show, it's like... Uh, a boy puppet and a girl puppet and the boy puppet's like trying to get to and the girl puppet's like no sexual advances literally and I'm like okay well but then the the best part is the girl disappears come back comes back with the alien gun and then cotton candies everybody and and the clowns I mean the they're aliens but they seem to know a lot of human traits like they know about like sexual advances on women and things mm-hmm. like that and then later on like they do a puppet with the the, the officer and like they like they imitate one of the voices of one of the characters. Yeah. Like they seem to catch on to like human things pretty quickly, or maybe they already know what it's like. But they just decide, boom, we're coming to Earth and we're gonna kill some people. Um, but yeah, that's but a really no. They're they're harvesting them, remember? Because then they drink from their cotton candy bodies. Right, but they're eat- they're technically killing them and eating them. Yeah, but like I feel like they're. Uh, I may- maybe it was something about uh, consuming us. Yeah. That, you know, keeps them alive or yeah. makes them stronger. Yeah, I guess so. Or they my, just like how we taste. My number three is the uh, scene at the, I guess, like the burger joint. Um, the, yeah, the, little the little girl, girl is sitting there and the clown just outside the window, very airy. And he's just like, come here, little girl. And the, the, the parents aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And the little girl slips out of her seat and goes over to the clown who, meanwhile, has this like big hammer behind his back. Like, a, like this clownish hammer was gonna like knock her friggin head off with it and I'm like it's pretty violent like just (laughs) for sure and I will say that that was probably one of the more scarier scenes in this whole movie And, and, and the fact that like you know a lot of people should be seeing this happening. It's a huge... Because number yeah. one, a lot of these clowns are fucking huge. Like seven-foot men in these suits. He's outside saying, come here. And then the mom comes outside and like grabs her daughter. Like, what are you doing? You're not going to do anything until you finish your food. And like, how does she not see this giant clown in front of her? It's almost like ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I just thought that was like... Just really eerie. I don't know. Something it about that. Me, it gave me very similar vibes to uh, the original... 
it. Yeah. Where he's just which, like, which hi, actually, to the little girl at the yeah, very beginning. Actually came out a couple years before the original it. Um, but maybe they got some inspiration from Stephen King's book. Interesting, um, yeah. But I just thought it was like, ooh, just a little bit eerie and a little bit like, uh, give me the heebie-jeebies thinking about stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. the alien itself is just so confident, like, I don't care who sees me do this. I'm going to. Or maybe if he does care, he would just walk in and just knock its head off. Yeah. But the way he's just trying to, like, seize a little girl, a little person, is like, I can probably get her to come outside so I can murder her to death. Murder her to death? Murder. <laughs> Can you, can you be murdered to death? <laughs> I mean, you are murdered and you are put to death. That's true. So there you go. All right. Uh, what is your number two scene? Uh, my favorite number two scene. Your favorite number two scene? My favorite number two What's scene. What's your favorite number two scene of all of this all time? of all time. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. We should go back to all the episodes, find out what our favorite. top three is, and then find out what your number your favorite number top scene, number top two Go ahead. What's your number two? Sure. Um, so I think we can all, everyone who's seen this movie can confirm that Officer Mooney is a piece of shit, obviously. But he's an amazing he's, acting. He's a great, great character. Oh, yeah. No. He's so, he's so right wing, you can tell. Oh, when he's sure. sitting there, he's just like, I've been through Korea. I can get through I can get through this shit. The telephones are ringing. Um, how horrible. He's just like... <laughs> I'm a man. I'm, is... I'm a man of the people. I've done so many things, but I'm just gonna let all these phones ring and not help anybody because everyone is just trying to make me crack and yeah. leave the force. It's all. It's all of your fault. That's what this town is trying to do. <laughs> Whip the goddamn do. Literally, probably my favorite line in the whole. We movie. laughed so hard when he said that. So, because I knew this movie was not gonna be as like, oh, that one scene in particular, I knew I had to do a lot of my notes while watching it. So. Yeah. So I, I should be doing that while I watch movies. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, man, I should have did that. Yeah. I've been starting to realize that now more and more. But especially that one line. Like, I remember I'm like, oh, pick up my pen. Got to write that shit down. Right. Because that's going to live on forever now. That's going to be one of our things that we just yell at each other back and forth. Who yep. the goddamn to do? Um, but yeah, it's his entire death scene. Because it was, number one, just very gratifying. But it was being him turned into the puppet yeah. of the alien was pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it was an honorable mention for me. It was I wanted to put it there so bad. It's such a cool scene. It is a fantastic scene. And I it's so it. gross when the clown like removes his hand and it's all bloody. Yeah. And you're like, where was his hand? Up his ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, that could be it for sure. Really high up there. Really high up there. Right. And and that's another thing that reminds me of it, where like the clown, the aliens. Maybe they actually do look like that, or they're disguising themselves. But the clowns themselves, like they do clown things, yeah, which is really like quirky and fun too. Like they do a little puppet and stuff like that. And then they do the puppet show earlier and um, getting out of the car. Yeah, a hundred of them. And, and and in that specific scene too is where you find out exactly how you can kill these things because Dave watches his boss or whatever be the puppet and then afterwards the clown's like moving the tables mm-hmm. getting close and he's shooting him in the chest and nothing's happening he shoots him in the nose and he that's very clown like that yeah. all of their powers in their nose in the nose yeah it's, it's pretty interesting it kind of reminds me of uh what was it um bozo not bozo uh i think bozo no are you afraid of the dark zebo 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 the clown they, they take his nose and all hell fucking uh they just... must have gotten inspiration from this I think I'm. I'm a, I think that probably came out in the early '90s, but yeah, I think I would. I would assume so. Oh, you mean getting inspiration from Killer Clown? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, my number two is the hand puppet scene, um, where the clown is outside, where like there's a bench of people, and he does these like little hand puppets on the wall. Oh yeah. And and then it's it's kind of the part where um, 
our sort of main characters, Mike Tobacco and Dave, are in the cop car. And Can we pause there for a second? I just want to, again, <laughs> confirm that, yes, the main character's name is Mike Tobacco. Yeah. Okay. Can we come on a long line from Tobacco? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Is that a real surname? I don't think so. I've never once in my life heard the na- last name Tobacco. That's Maybe weird. that's his nickname, but I didn't see him smoke at all. No, not at all. Okay, very very strange. <laughs> Maybe he chews tobacco. I also just want to infer one more thing about uh, the very beginning of the film when like all of those couples are at like, make-out point or whatever. They're all definitely in their 30s. And if not, then time is just insane yeah, and they, people in their... They saw Greece. They saw that Stalker Channing was at least 35. And they were like, yeah, anybody can just pull off a high schooler at this point. <laughs> sure. Ew. Okay. <laughs> pull off a... Okay. <laughs> pull off a, they get pull off a high school person oh, in a movie. I see what you movie. mean. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were thinking, but I wasn't trying to be sexual with that. Um, but yeah, the, 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 uh, the hand puppet scene... Um, and this is the part where Mike Tobacco was like, Dave, you, there's one right there. You have to believe me. There's a clown. And he's like, kill it, kill it. And Dave's like, hold off. I want to see what happens. <laughs> and it does all of these like um, fun things. It does like all these little like animal shapes, the elephant. And there's like a, like a girl doing a little dance and stuff. And yeah. then it turns into a T-Rex. And everyone watching is like, ooh, ha. And one guy in the beginning is just like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he turns into a T-Rex and it eats them all. And Mike Tobacco goes, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and they, kill him, kill him! So they get the car, they go to drive into the clown. But the clown goes, and jumps like to the sky. And they're like, what the fuck? And um, they both like, get out of their windows and look and the clown's not there anymore. But like, I just thought that was like such a clever way to kill people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill them with a fake shadow puppet with my hands. Like, I just love that. It's, yeah. a really, it's really neat. Very fun. clown-like. Yeah, it's very clown-like, and it's it's just a lot of fun, that scene. So um, that's my number two. So what is your number one scene? Uh, so my number one scene, and again, this is just the scene that I found most memorable, and it was hilarious, uh, and that's the biker gang scene where the alien punches that dude's head off. We can keep talking about it, because it's my number one as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great uh, scene. It's the scene I remember the most about this movie. I remember when I was like, oh, we should watch, we should do Color Clowns. I was thinking about that scene. I just like... And it's cute. It's it's almost cute because the clown's like he's he's actually like responding to the biker. The biker's like, uh, you know, can I ride your bike? And he's like, no. Shakes his head. And he's like, can I beep your horn? And he's like, okay. And like nods his head. Yeah. And then he destroys the clown's bike. Right. But maybe if he hadn't done that, things would have been okay because it's the baby clown. He's the smaller of the clowns. <laughs> maybe he was gonna be like. Check out my bike. I don't know. I don't know. But like he puts, he, he jumps. He's like, whoa, where did he go? And he comes back down with these boxing gloves and he's like just going in circles and stuff. And all the bikers are like, ha, ha, ha. This is so funny. <coughs> Excuse me. And the biker's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And he punches his head off. <laughs> and the the uh, um, the black biker in the back goes like, damn. Like his response <laughs> is so like cliche in a movie. Uh, and the bikers all, you know, leave. scatter. I think it's like I don't know. I know bikers are like a certain type of people in a way, <laughs> but like I feel like if a if a if this happened in real life, they'd be more like not like jokey and like laughing at it. They'd be like, "What the fuck's going on? Who who are you?" I mean, especially for the time, like it's very late eighties bikers are very gonna they're gonna they're gonna fuck with you and break your little clown bike. They're essentially like uh, high school bullies. Well, what you gonna do about it? Like, just it's so over the top. I love it. Yeah, I think that that actor. <laughs> but as soon as he punches his head off, it's the laugh the clown gives. The, ah, ah, ah. It's like just so good. Like, 
you just fucking knock this guy's head off and lean on a barrel. Yeah. Uh, just classic. And again, there's there's a there's a, a lot of scenes, um, that we you know we like. There's another scene that we didn't mention is I love the parade of clowns with the vacuum going down the street. It's a really eerie scene where like okay. They've gone to the separate shops and houses and stuff, and now they're just walking on the street and just, just taking anything they can get. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty cool image. I really love the costumes and the, the clown masks and stuff and the, the way their mouths shift and their eyes. It's just very, like, uh, it's cartoony in a way, but it's like, I can tell that the creators put a little bit of time behind it. Um, yeah, I definitely think, especially for the 80s, which is one of my favorite uh, decades as far as makeup uh, goes like especially um, the thing. Oh man! You know, like yeah. I feel like the '80s just have a much a, a, a way different feel than it does now, as yeah. far as like kind of gore and just the creativeness of like monsters, aliens, uh, clowns, what what it, whatever it is. You know, yep. I think it all just is. The '80s have a really good feel. For it, it. it also depends on who you work with too. I think that like you could work with somebody who has just a really great vision of how they want things to look and how they th- how they can make things look very dark. Um, other things we've seen, like we, we talked about in the last film, like It Chapter 2. Again, this is October. We're talking about horror mm-hmm. and how I dis- how much I dislike the monsters from that movie for the most part. Same. Um, you know, there's maybe one shot of any monster that I was like, okay, was I was like when when uh, Bev goes to the house and there's the woman who turns into the big woman. Yeah. Not the design itself, but the boom, 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 but the yeah. running, I thought was a little bit creepy. But then when you saw it, you're like, okay. And there's like these just dangling like boobs and stuff. And I was like, okay, like they're going. But like uh, everything else was just bad looking. The, the yeah. one creepy thing was when Pennywise didn't have makeup on and was putting the makeup on. I thought that that looked really, really good. But anyways, we always jump on it chapter two. We're, I think we're going to do that movie at some point and just trash it for everyone to listen to for an hour. And again, I there's things about it that I did enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But there was just a lot about it that I was disappointed at. And I will say that It Chapter 2 will have the longest list of worst things you will ever have. That'll be that'll be the yeah. longest by far. I'll have like at least 25 things. Same, probably. Um, but so that were that was our top three favorite scenes. Let's talk about our worst, um, worst scene, worst moment, worst something about this movie. What do you got? Um, I mean, as far as worst scene, like I don't really have, you know... This is a B, C-rated movie in general, you know? Like, it wasn't meant to have... you know. So it's really hard to nitpick one thing in particular. Um, you know, I could just very easily say, like, the acting wasn't up to par, but that's the whole point. I think it works for it. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, because especially you know how many, how many countless classic movies have come out before 1988. Yeah. The creators, which, by the way, they're all brothers. The three yeah. of them have had to know, like... The dialogue's not good. I think the dialogue's not good on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bad. The dialogue's bad. And let's face it, and the way they act like Dave the Cop's like, you know, yeah, we used to date, and the, I can't believe we're dating this guy now. And, and Tobacco's just like, oh, man, you were dating him? Like, it's so over-the-top bad. It, yeah, the, the storytelling in general is just kind of over-the-top. Yeah. Like, first of all, and it's, again, it's these 30 these people look like they're in their 30s. They're at make-out point. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the main character is, you know, with this girl and then, you know, the, her ex-boyfriend is a cop. You know, it's just, it's very, and then he arrests him for lying about. Yeah, it, it's, it, the script is, is lousy. It very. But I think, again, it I works. think it's, it's supposed to be. I actually have nothing written for worse you because know I speak, oh, I was going to say. I'm sorry, I was just going to say one more thing maybe that I thought, 
I found a little annoying, and that was uh, the t- what are they? The Tenenzi brothers, the uh, Terenzi, Terenzi brothers. Um, at the very beginning, are have these like kind of uh, I can say this because I am chubby girl. Uh, <laughs> dates and they're, they're almost kind of like making fun of them like well come on we can't this is at least what we can get and they're like they try to convince him to like sleep with them because they have ice cream like well maybe ice cream fatties yeah like what the fuck like granted I love ice cream that, 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 I think then that's like the uh, you know it's supposed to be like just so stupid the archetypes of characters like these two twins they and these two brothers they don't give a crap like yeah. they'll look at sex anyway they can I mean later on they end up having sex with uh, two uh, clown killer, aliens clown women, women. yeah and uh, it, it's pretty ridiculous but um, yeah I didn't have anything listed for worse because I feel like everything they intended to do they did yeah um, I guess the one thing you could say and I guess you know I think talking to Rick a little bit about it too he was mentioning that we need they needed to have hired actors that we care about yeah and I get that in a sense but like with their budget who the, who the hell are they going to hire in 1988 mm-hmm. Tom Selleck is going to be in it <laughs> or uh, you know I know as far as our recast goes all of these actors is Harrison Ford going to be the cop no they're not going to they don't no. have that kind of money you know what I mean so it's going to be actors who are basically unknown the only one I knew from that movie was the female um, I knew her um, Seinfeld right she was in Seinfeld yeah I think she was in a couple different episodes uh, and so other than that I don't I didn't recognize anybody mm-hmm. but again there's really nothing about this I mean yeah you could watch this movie and say the whole thing was fucking bad that's the worst part of it but that's I think what they were going for in a way some of me also thinks that the brothers are probably like nowadays they're like yeah we made like a really goofy cult film it's definitely a cult film it's on the lines of like Rocky Horror it's like one of those movies where you're like well, have you seen this one? Yeah. This is the, but at the, I feel like in a sense, maybe at the time, they were also trying to make something a little bit kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then when they realized how bad it was, they were like, okay, yeah, we made a bad film on purpose. Like, it could have been <laughs> that too. They got away too. with it. It could have been that too. It became kind of cool. Yeah, now with its status, they, they've already announced that they have like four yeah. sequels set up. Now? But it, it's been in like um, production hell for years. So they're like, we want to make four sequel movies um, I guess they said three sequel movies with all the three main characters separately doing their own different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they keep saying they've been trying for years and years. There's a video game made of it, I think, of Killer Clowns, which I want to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely gotten that like cult, cl- cult classic status, and I think it deserves it. Mm-hmm. But let's go to our uh, gold, silver, and bronze. Um, I'll start with this one. Uh, for bronze, I went with uh, John Massery, and he was the composer. Yeah. I thought the music was a lot of fun for this movie. It was quirky. It was like scary when it needed to be. And kind of like I looked at the circus tones and, and certain things. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yep. And you can actually just keep that rolling because that's the same person I chose for my bronze. Because from the very beginning, I thought similar to when my parents told me The Last House on the Left was the scariest movie they'd ever seen. And I remember us watching it and thinking that the music was a little circus It was hokey. It was very hokey. And that's where it definitely won in this category for right. this movie. Yeah. So, you know, it fit it perfectly. So, yeah, same here. That's my bronze. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just, like, it just, it wouldn't really work for any other movie. But for, for this, you know, this specific score, it was just fun mm-hmm. and, 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 and kind of like that. So, um, my number two goes to Darcy Olsen. She is the costume designer. Uh, I think the costumes are great. I think the the clown outfits. Um, I like how the, they all don't look the same. Every clown has their own specific kind of details about them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the short one with the boxing gloves. You have like the really really big one who goes in and uh, screws with the you know the officers and stuff, and he mm-hmm. ends up getting killed. But then you have like the skinnier ones and the ones who were putting popcorn in the dumpster. They all look different. And then at the end, you have like the giant one, Jojo the 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 clownzilla. I think it's called. Clownzilla, yeah. Um, and it's just, I love it. I think the designs and stuff are really really great. And I know that like she's the costume designer, so I don't know if that necessarily means that Darcy Olsen created the clowns themselves mm. i'm assuming that was more of the kyoto brothers but i'm sure she had a, a hand in helping like what things look like yeah so i mean you definitely have somebody in like the makeup department who's probably i, I don't know if like which creator like maybe drew up what their idea was and then you have the people who are executing that yeah so. right right who is your silver uh, so my silver went to the writers of the film, so Charles Chiodo and Stephen Chiodo. Yep. Um, and Edward, so yeah, the brothers, they all, I think, just did, you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like this was like a dream that they had had growing up, uh, you know, maybe they were terrified of clowns as kids and they were like, how hilarious right. would it be if we did? And it's like, they, they set their minds to it and they, they made it happen and it was fucking weird and funny and hilarious, and uh, I think they did a great job. So I get my silver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, I, I my gold kind of just goes to the Chiodo brothers as well, written by Charles, uh, you know, and directed by you know Charles and Stephen. It's just um, the three of them all had a vision. They mm-hmm. all kind of hashed it out, and it just seemed like it worked um, for what they wanted to do. I, I'm sure that. They all had different ideas, but they probably were the main ones that designed the clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think that there are, there's not really a lot to say specifically in detail of like what you love specifically, but just overall, I just love the, the look of them. And I think yeah. that like the way they walk too, like when the clown walks into a room, it's just that he's so tall and he's just hovering slowly over. I just think that like... There's something about that that kind of gets me going of like what makes me scared mm-hmm. um, is, is the way things move and the way things look at you. And I just like that. Even though some people might think, man, that's not scary. That is just fucking hilarious. That, that's yep, totally... That's kind of how I look yeah, at and that's, it. Yeah, sure. but other people have certain like... Um, like it's that video called The Walrus on YouTube. Um, yeah. Of that man who's like a cross-dresser or maybe trans... Um, and he's dressed up as, uh, or maybe she, I don't even know actually, but he's dressed up as a woman. He has like an umbrella and he has some sort of a disease where he's so skinny. And I think he, he has cerebral palsy or oh, something. Oh, maybe I thought it was maybe like some sort of a polio as well or something. But I don't know. People Do people have, get polio? Well, I, I, I don't know if it's like a type. I don't know what it is now. Or maybe it's something, the brother of polio. <laughs> um, but, we're not very scientific here. Sorry if, but this, if, if you've we're never not se- trying to offend anyone. If you've never seen Chills on YouTube, he's the guy who goes, number 15. It, S- some say that this video was made by a serial killer. And this gives me an actual brain aneurysm. Number four. I can't. Stop. Devil Dog sixty nine posted this video a couple of years ago. <laughs> Shut up. He's from Britain. I'm gonna stab you. He's, instead of saying Britain, he says Britain. Uh, but he posted like the top twelve creepiest videos on on YouTube, and one of them was this thing called the Walrus. And if you watch it, it it, it it's definitely eerie and creepy to a lot of people. Other people and other people might think it's really funny. If um, you can get through his again, voice. subjective, very very subjective. If you want to check that one out, it's called the Walrus. Mm-hmm. The Walrus. <laughs> um, I, I do his voice actually pretty well I'm not gonna lie yeah it's pretty on the money which is why it's driving me crazy yeah so um, what was your number one my gold 
Yep, your gold. My gold went to the cast. I couldn't pick a single particular person. Um, I didn't think that any single... cast. But you know what, though? Just think about it for a second. Like, I think it truly was an ensemble piece. Like, it wasn't the best script in the world, and they all went in, like, 110%. Yeah, they were, like... It's almost like all the actors were, like, knew how bad they had to act for the script. But, like, they, they all went for it. They all, like, you know what I mean? Fucking Mike Tobacco. Like, he just... So over the top. Fucking Dave. Uh, Debbie. Uh, Chief Mooney. They uh, the the Terenzi brothers like every single one of them just went all in. Even the um, old dude at the very beginning, the farmer. The farmer, yeah. He was like, "Well, I'll be greased and fried." Like just like <laughs> he went in a hundred and ten percent. my rent. Like I literally, I I had to write down that line too because I'm like, that's a great line. Um, and I just wrote uh, in big caps underneath the acting, like <laughs> just like <laughs> the acting exclamation point. Literally, that's exact. Look, the acting. Yeah, like you know. When the clown... Pink cotton candy cocoons! Yeah. Like, just so over the when top. When the clown makes the puppet eat all the people in the, in the, in the bench and stuff, like, uh, you know, the, all t- the types of reactions could have happened, but, like, you know, Mike Tobacco's, holy shit! It's right? so memorable as, like... So over the top. Yeah, it's so... You're right, it is over the top. So, yeah. Well, like, some of the... I wrote down just certain quotes. What are you gonna do with those... Eppies? I can't. I, my my handwriting is no. What are you gonna do with those pies, boys? That's a great scene. They, they throw the po- acid yeah, pies and they the just acid pies. the guy turns into like a puddle of acid. Uh, Curtis Mooney on the phone with Dave. Well, fuck you. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck you. Like everything. Like we were saying, if, if like you know PG thirteen movies especially are like. Um, they get one fuck. If you're gonna use a fuck anywhere, is that the way you use it? Well, fuck you. Yeah, so good. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Let's jump over to um, some miscellaneous. I have a couple of things. Uh, producers added from outer space to the title. It was originally called Killer Clowns, oh. and they didn't want it to sound like a slasher film, so they they added that. Um, mm-hmm. The gun that shoots popcorn cost seven thousand dollars to make. I just thought I'd put wow. that out there. Seven that's, grand. That's you know, th- things were expensive, you know? For sure. Um, so, the Kyoto Brothers wanted to cast comedian Soupy Sales. You ever heard of him? That sounds very familiar. As as the security guard who gets killed by the clowns at Acidic Pies, as he is known for receiving pies in the face on his children's television show, Lunch with Soupy Sales. However, the executive producers did not want to allocate funds to pay for Sales' plane ticket for the production as they felt the audiences would not know who Sales was. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't know who the fuck he is either. Yeah. Again, I didn't grow up in the 80s. I was born in the 80s, so I don't really know. Maybe I would have known who he is then, but apparently he had his own TV show, but the producers were like, we're not going to spend money on this guy that nobody probably doesn't know. Right. Um, Jojo the Clownzilla, the colossal clown who appears at the end of the film. I love, by the way... Jojo the Clown, the colossal clown with a K, they still spell it with a K, even yeah. when they're using it, I love that, um, was originally intended to be created by stop motion animation, Ooh. which I think would have been kind of creepy too. Oh, or, I, uh, any kind of claymation is terrifying to me. I was thinking stop motion, yeah, the claymation, especially like an it, the original it that we like, like the, the claymation of like Pennywise coming out of the shower. That's, it's that airy. always terrified me. Yeah, also like, I know it's goofy now, but like um, Clash of the Titans, like the original one from like, yes. like the weird, like the spears and stuff and the snakes and all Medusa. the different, yeah, oh, Med- yeah, I love that claim, that, that, that's really, really cool. That, that's a very underrated film and I think that, that kind of is on the same play as this, I feel, because it's kind of hokey, it's kind yeah. of over the 
top, but I think it's just, it, everything. I works. still I think I like it better than the remake for sure. <laughs> there is no question. But it's funny. So they didn't go that direction. Charles Chiodo instead played it in a rubber suit. Hard <laughs> um, my knuckle cracks. Um, in the film's original finale, Deputy Dave dies in the explosion of the clown ship, but this was changed after audiences and test screenings desired a more upbeat ending. <laughs> okay. You know, and then I mean, they look. It makes sense. We might as well keep the Terenzi brothers alive may too. As well. You know, maybe just make it a full fun thing. But um, there is a song that's really really fun uh, called "Killer Clowns" by the punk rock band the Dickies. Uh, that song is also featured in the movie and the credits and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I thought they did a great job. That song was it played at the beginning and the end, right? Yep. So good. Yep. So funny. So. I was yeah. looking at my recast. I was getting excited a little ahead of uh, ahead of time, so I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's basically all I have for for kind of notes. Do you have any? I I'm sorry. Nothing. I, I I need to be better at taking additional notes. No, you don't. I said a lot of what I wanted to say throughout. Um, but yeah, like uh, dude, Chris Patapani didn't even do a recast last week. That's true. So you can do whatever you want. But let's let's go to recast. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit looking at my recast now. I don't think it's great. I I've definitely had better recasts. But again, give me credit because like this is hard to recast. Oh yeah, like, no, it was definitely different. You're not to gonna recast. cast A list actors in here, no. are you? I mean, there's a couple of them. I actually might have one A list actor. But let's start off with. Uh, did you who do you? So I have um, Mike Tobacco, Debbie, Dave, Curtis Mooney, and the Terenzi brothers. Yeah, those are the same ones I have. All right. I'll start with the Terenzi brothers. This literally makes no sense because of their age. No sense whatsoever. I don't think any of this and makes sense. One of them, one of the Terenzi brothers here is Scottish for me, so like it doesn't make sense that he'd be Terenzi. <laughs> Terenzi, fucking from Scotland. Uh, my Terenzi brothers are Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. Uh, yes, I know. Ma- Mary and Pippin from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just thought it would be hilarious. Oh, just for like, ages now if you're, too. Gonna, if you're gonna do a remake, like, and these guys just show up as like a team again, you're like, this is awesome. Now, would it be the ages that they were when they were first in Lord of the Rings? No, no, this is this this now. 2022. Like, oh my God. Billy Boyd's like 50 fucking five okay, or something like that. Okay. Well, I tried to be a little bit more uh, age. Billy Boyd looks young. Give him another wig. Sure. Okay, he does, but he also looks tired. I mean, we all do. He looks tired. <laughs> he does. I look tired. <laughs> Captain Crocodile. All right, so I had a little bit of um, who? We, hold on. The Terenzi. Okay. Yes, no, 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 no. I know because I had written some additional things here. Um, so for um, yeah, I have Dave Franco for one. What? He looks Italian. He, he is Franco. Italian. Yeah. So then, what's the point? What's wrong? I don't know. Dave Franco. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't you judge me. Um, and then... I just want to punch his face at every cost. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Plassey, who plays uh, McLovin Okay, Superbad. I like McLovin. So, so the two of them together, I just feel like they look so, sort of similar. Dave when... Franco, though, huh? Or, and then I had somebody else. Um, I think his name is Craig Roberts. He was in that movie, did you watch it with me? The, uh, the Fundamentals of Caring with Paul Rudd, the kid in the wheelchair? Yeah, I don't remember him, though. If you saw his face, it's just that they look very similar and they both can do comedy. Okay. All right. Cool. So those are my trends. All righty. Uh, let's go over to, uh, let, let's go to Debbie. Yeah. Um, so Debbie, I had a hard time with. Same. I, I went with an actress so. who I've actually never seen before. Uh, really? But I actually watched a YouTube video about her so I can get an idea how she acts. And her name is Sydney Sweeney. 
She's uh, an upcoming actress. She was in the show Euphoria. And I watched this really interesting scene of her getting up early, early in the morning and, like, going crazy, like, washing her face and cleaning her hair because she wants to impress some boy at her school. And he never looks at her. But she's really, really pretty. Um, oh, I think I remember. Yeah, so I was trying to find a girl who's, like, definitely good-looking because you need a good-looking girl here because it's one of those movies that calls for that. Yeah. The good-looking female character who mm-hmm. needs to be, like, saved. Um, so I went with her. It's kind of hard because the age group is, I think she's, like, in her early 20s. Mm-hmm. So... So, who, who do you have for uh, Debbie? So, my Debbie, I, again, don't even know if I would want to stick with this person, but it was just kind of somebody who I thought looked like could fit the part. And I don't know if you're familiar with this actress, but her name is Joey King. She was in The Conjuring as, like, the one daughter who was being, like, really haunted. Um, Joey King. I don't know if I know her, but... Um, she was see. also in... Um, oh, gosh, what else? Do you remember this? Okay, you, we didn't see her face, but you heard her voice. Oh, she looks familiar, actually. Yeah, she looks like a young uh, uh, Amelia Clark almost. I could see that. The nose and the lips, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. She she would. I mean, she's definitely very very pretty. Yeah. So yeah, she would uh, fit so. in a fi- in that role. Yeah, for okay. show for show. All right. So you want to do? Uh, oh, I don't know who we want to end on. Let, uh, so let's see. We got. Uh, let's do Curtis Mooney. Okay. And I, I had said this early on. So yeah. We... So Gia said her Curtis Mooney earlier, and I couldn't take it because it was so fucking good. I'll start with mine first because I think yours is better. So I went with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Um, I think he's old enough now where he's just this cranky fucking officer, and, and I just really want to see him be like, twiddle, 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 whatever. Yeah, and I think that's what you have to think of when you're thinking of yeah, casting that. Yeah, Who can say that line? Yeah, Gia's is, is the ultimate, though, and yours is... Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones as, <laughs> as Curtis Mooney is, <laughs> is excellent. I don't think he'd ever sign on to do this role. No, not at all. Especially he'd be like, this is all buffoonery. He loves that word. (laughs) But I think that's what makes my, like, when I was casting this, I was thinking all of these people have done something really silly in their lives. Like, he was Two-Face, but, like, he played it like the Joker. Um, He also hated Jim Carrey on set. He couldn't condone his buffoonery. (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) That's how we knew he enjoyed that Uh, word. But, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones fits this archetype so well. Uh, let's jump over to, um, let's do Mike Tobacco next. Okay. Um, this was tough. So Mike Tobacco and Dave, you got to find two leading men. One kind of like fit the same age frame, Yeah, I'll I give guess. you mine and you're probably going to be like, huh? But I had hard, I had a tough time with Mike Tobacco. So Mike, Mike Tobacco for me, I'm with Chandler Riggs and he is the kid who played in the, in the Walking Dead. He's the son. Oh, okay. Um, he's face, I used him before in another role, but he's got a, he's a, he's a, he's a handsome kid. He's in his twenties. Um, I can picture him. He's. I thought he was kind of goofy at times in The Walking Dead, but I think that his face kind of just reminded me of the face that I need for this. Um, and then my Dave uh, went to Will Poulter because he's like a handsome. <gasps> You're the same Dave. Yes. Same oh my Dave. God. Same Dave. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Guys, can you not look Dave Will Poulter? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Because he's not like. I was waiting for this to happen. He's not like your super duper looking guy, but I think now he's gotten to like he's he now has. grown up. Oh, he's also he looks br- you know he's British. Now. Well, yes, of course I knew he was British. I didn't know that. Um, yes. You guys are getting paid. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's funny. Who was your um, Mike Tobacco? Been. Okay, sorry. My Mike Tobacco is Joe Keery. I thought of Joe Keery as really? well for Dave. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's, so funny. that's funny. Yeah, because I obviously we went to Google and looked up actors <laughs> in their twenties, and you get like thirty of them that show up. That's hilarious. But um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. The recast is kind of weird for this, but. Uh, my Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. I think it's just for people to watch and be like, I know them, pointing to the TV. Yep. It's like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing to the screen. and, and watching them. I know oh, them. Lord oh. of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. 
So let's jump over to, and excuse me for laughing here, the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. So obviously, I don't even have to look. And I know that Killer Clowns from Out of Space did not uh, get nominated for any Oscars. You don't say. You don't say. Um, Who won for makeup that year? Let's find out. So this was the 61st Academy Awards. took place in 1989. Let's see. So Best Picture was won by Rain Man. Uh, the other nominees were The Accidental Tourist, Dangerously Liaison, Mississippi Burning, and Working Girl. Um Killer Clowns doesn't need to be here. No, it does not. Uh, Best Director was uh, won by Barry Levinson for Rain Man. Other nominees were Charles Crichton for A Fish Called Wanda. Great movie. Martin Scorsese for The Last Temptation of Christ, which Haven't seen it. I have on my list, and I know that Chris wants to do that movie with me. So that'll be fun to do, do with us. Alan Parker for Mississippi Burning, and Mike Nichols for Working Girl. Again, I don't think the Kyoto Brothers need to be here. No. <laughs> Best Actor. Oh, what do you know? Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man. For Raymond Babbitt. Uh, nominees were Gene Hackman for Mississippi Burning, Tom Hanks for Big, Edward James Olmos for Stand and Deliver, and Max von Sydow for Pele the Conqueror. Um, do we think the actor no. who plays Mike Tobacco no. needs to be here? No. <laughs> Best Actress, won by Jodie Foster in The Accused. Uh, nominees were Glenn Close for Dangerous Liaisons. 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 Uh, I'll never get that word right. Okay. Melanie Griffith for Working Girl, Meryl Streep for A Cry in the Dark, and Sigourney Weaver for Gorillas in the Mist. I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Neither. Uh, I don't think the actress in this movie can, should be nominated. No. Best Supporting Actor, won by Kevin Kline on A Fish Called Wanda. Great Very, choice. very well deserved. Uh, nominees were Alec Guinness for Little Dorrit, Martin Landau for Tucker, The Man in His Dream, River Phoenix for Running on Empty, I love and him. Dean Stockwell for Married to the Mob. Uh, I don't think um, any supporting actors should be here. Uh Last one, I mean, Best Supporting Actress was won by Gina Davis, The Accidental Tourist. Nominees were Joan Cusack for Working Girl, Frances McDormand for Mississippi Burning, Michelle Pfeiffer for Dangerous Liaisons. I said it! Um, Sigourney Weaver for Working Girl. Wait a minute, Sigourney Weaver again? Oh, for that's for a different movie. Well, yep, no, no, nothing here. Uh, Nothing for anything else. Let's just see makeup. I think we mentioned that makeup may have been... Mm -hmm. Even if... I don't even know if that was a category back then. Let's the sound effects. It, it doesn't not, no. art art direction. Probably not. I mean, who framed, who framed Roger Rabbit was was nominated for art direction, best makeup, uh, won by Beetlejuice. Makes sense. Oh. Also nominated was Coming to America and Scrooged. So wait a minute. This came out the same year as Beetlejuice, eighty eight, right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Did we already do Beetlejuice? We have not yet Ooh. done Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. You're going on the list. Gina Davis was in that movie as well. She got nominated for another Beetlejuice. movie. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. And an Alec Baldwin who never looked more different in a movie. Oh, he was like fucking young. I know. Young Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Y- yummy. He's got like 15 kids now. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that was uh, the Oscars. Gia, what are we eating with this movie? Cotton candy, of course. I thought we were going to eat children and movie. And, and, Just and, in general? Yeah, outside of this question, I thought tonight for dinner, for dinner, are we going to eat children? <laughs> Me and G are going to order from Uber Eats and just see if anyone's offering up some uh, some children tonight. <laughs> That's fucked. That's not fucked. It's real and it's true. <laughs> um, I mean... I'm going with... Pot, uh, with I'm going with pot and candy. Shut up. Pot and candy and ice cream from the Terenzi brothers. Uh, 
Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. Terenzi Brothers, if you have any left, if you haven't given it to all those uh, female clowns with the big boobs <laughs> that inflate. Are you uh, Debbie's uh, roommates? Isn't yes. That, that was such funny? a dumb line. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the boobs like inflate in front of them. Like, oh my God, this is stupid. But... Um, so over the top. All right. So Gia, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock and you're going to say why Killer Clowns from Outer Space is the greatest film ever made in the history of fucking film. All right, uh, here we go. Three, two, one, go. So this is not the greatest movie of all time, but it is a pretty good, quirky, goofy movie that if you want to just laugh your ass off uh, from start to finish, like there, there's not a single point in the movie where you're not going to be laughing. It's way over the top, uh, you know, but the makeup is pretty amazing. You know, if clowns scare you, then this might give you a little bit of a fright, but not too much really. Um, you could watch it at night and still fall asleep. It's an okay movie. <laughs> well, whoop the goddamn to do! <laughs> 27 seconds. Aha! All right. Uh, excellent job there. Uh, lots of fun. We thought we'd end October with kind of a fun horror movie, but we will definitely be sprinkling horror movies in the rest of the year and the, and the next year because yeah. it's hard to just wait till October to do them. There's so many fun ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be doing more A24 movies, things like that. But what's the theme of this movie? Is there a theme? Not really. I mean, just... It's just... Uh, no. <laughs> if, you, if you work together, you can defeat evil. Is that the theme of the movie? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just make sure when you're fighting an enemy, go for the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a shark. Yeah. A, or a gator. A gator. A, a croc or a gator. Just shoot him on the beak. Shoot him on the beak. So... That is going to be the last one for October. The next... Aww. Yep, so we are starting off November with a fucking banger. So next week we are going to be doing the Clint Eastwood 2003 directed movie. Uh, nominated and, and won several awards and that is Mystic River. Yes. So we will be doing that next and we will be announcing uh, future movies as we go forward. We hope you really enjoyed uh, Killer Clowns in Out of Space. And we hope that you've been watching these movies along with us because if you're following along and you haven't seen Killer Clowns, what are you doing? You don't know what we're talking about. You need to see it. Uh, and if anybody wants to buy me a Killer Clowns in Out of Space t-shirt, uh, do it up. Um, you know, I would really enjoy that. Uh, I'm not a small or a medium or a large, so <laughs> do something bigger than that. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, you know, if you want to send me gifts in general, you can do that. I love gifts. Um, Where would they send it to? I mean, just message me first. I'm not going to go over and give my address right now. <laughs> Why not? P.O. Box 666. We don't have one of those. <laughs> but that was our Killer Clowns. We appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, this has been Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988, and this has been the greatest movie of all time podcast. I have been your co-host, the great... Uh, not the great. I'm just the big... <laughs> I'm the great, I'm, the, I'm now the great Dekboski. I'm great. Okay, then I am the fantastic G-ster. <laughs> I don't like this, I don't like this. I don't and like a, my name. And a pizza. Just so you know, just so you know, Home Alone 2 is coming up in December. We are doing it. It is a movie we're doing. We, okay, it needs to be a thing that we need to do every single Tim Curry movie. Every single one. Legend included. Uh, I don't want no. I want to see him. We're going to do Oscar at some point, too. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. That'll be fun. If you haven't seen Oscar.